Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcast exists to equip you to know God and make Him known through text driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Texture Podcast. Uh, we are in the middle of a series looking at Donald S. Whitney's book, Praying the Bible. I want to encourage you as uh, to pick up this book, as we do with all of the books that we review and read through together on this podcast. Uh, they are books that are useful for your spiritual walk, but they are also easy books to read and to use in disciple making. God has called to us to make disciples. That is to take the message of Jesus, share it first in the going aspect of evangelism, and those who respond by faith as evidence in repentance of their sins and turning to Christ for their salvation. It is then our responsibility to teach and to train that new believer to grow up and to mature in the faith. And these books that we use on Texture and Podcast are wonderful resources for you to use in that very process of disciple making. And what great discipline would it be for a new believer to grow in than the discipline of prayer? It's a discipline that we all need to grow in. Frankly, it's a discipline that we all wish we did better. Uh, if you're um, like some Christians, you find yourself praying in tragic situations. Uh, you have a bad report that comes to you at the doctor, or you were just fired from your job, and you will find yourself praying in those moments prayers of desperation. But your life really isn't marked by a life of prayer. Uh, maybe you'll find yourself uh, praying more regularly, but it's really just around meals. Uh, you pray for your breakfast, you pray for your lunch, you pray for dinner with your family, and that is your prayer life in times of tragedy and over your meals. Well, maybe you're a little bit better at praying. You actually have a prayer list and you work through that prayer list quite regularly, and uh, you, but you find yourself praying the same old thing about the same old things. That's what Whitney is dealing with here, is that many of us, if we have an active prayer life, it becomes a boring prayer life because all we do is say the same old things about the same old things. And his solution that he presents, that I think it's a very good solution, is to pray the Bible and particularly to pray the Psalms. So over these last several episodes, we've been looking at Whitney's book, and we're now at chapter five, where he shares with us a little bit more details about how to pray the Psalms. So pick up this book, go to Amazon, order it online, get yourself a couple copies, read one, keep one for yourself that you mark all up, and then have a copy that you're going to give away to somebody and look at them and say, you know what? Let's read through praying the Bible together. And in that, you're going to be very simply be making disciples and fulfilling the Great Commission. And uh, at Fellowship Church, we call that making him 
known. You're helping a believer to know God and then ultimately to make him known through making disciples. So pick up this book, walk through it. You can use these podcasts. They're for you to use in book studies with other people to help make disciples. So let's go ahead and let's dive into chapter five. Chapter five is entitled Praying the Psalms. I have circled at the very start this quote by Ben Patterson. It is great. Listen to it. By praying the Psalms back to God, we learn to pray in tune with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What a way to start a chapter, isn't it? That in praying the Psalms, we are actually praying in the same heartbeat of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. What a wonderful goal for prayer is to be praying in tune with God. And as we look at this chapter, he says, he really explains what does it mean to pray in tune with God. And he begins with this illustration. He says on page 45, it is though God said to his people, I want you to praise me but you don't know how to praise me. I want you to praise me not because I'm an egomaniac, but because you will praise that which you prize the most, and there is nothing of greater worth to you than I. There is nothing more praiseworthy than I, and it is a blessing for you to know that. It will lead you to eternal joy if you praise me above all others and above all else and to your eternal misery if you do not. But there's a problem. You don't know how to praise me, at least not in a way that's fully true and pleasing to me. In fact, you know nothing about me unless I reveal it to you, for I am invisible to you. Therefore, since I want you to praise me, and it is good for you to praise me, but since you don't know how to praise me, here are the words I want you to use. So he gives this kind of uh, illustration about what the purpose of the Psalms are. The Psalms are given to us as directions, as lyrics, as hymns for how to praise God. It's not just telling us how to praise God. God actually told us what words to say in our praising of him, in our singing to him. So I underline this quote on page 46 that, first full paragraph. It says, in other words, God gave the Psalms to us so that we would give the Psalms back to God. And then Whitney makes this claim. No other book of the Bible was inspired for that express purpose. Now think about that. There is not another book in the Bible of which God has given to us other than the Psalms by which he tells us, directs us, with exactly the words to sing and to say that are going to bring him praise and glory. So when we pray the Psalms, we are actually praying the very words God intended for us to give back to him anyways. And, and Whitney astutely points out a healthy church is a church that is praying and praising the Psalms. He quotes 
two passages where Paul repeats the same thing twice in Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, and Colossians 3, 16, which says this, that a healthy church, he, he describes, a healthy church is characterized by singing psalms, quote, psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms. So what do the psalms do? The psalms teach us what to say in order to praise God who is worthy of all our praise. On page 48 in the last sentence of that first full paragraph, listen to what he says. As we pray the Psalms, therefore, we are returning to God words that he expressly inspired for us to speak and sing to him. What an incredible thing to do, to sing and to say back to God what he inspired for us to sing and say to him. In the next several pages, he deals with how to do a psalm of the day. It is a math formula. I'll be honest with you. I think it's a great formula if that's how your brain works. Unfortunately, my brain doesn't work that way to think, okay, what's the day of the month? I got to add 30 to that, add 30 to that, add 30 to that. Pick one of the five, take a few seconds, read through them, pick one of the five, and then pray that back to God. That's what Whitney advocates for. He says he got that plan from someone else. I'll be honest with you, that doesn't fit my how my brain works in praying through the Psalms. Uh, I, I just think about picking a Psalm a day in the sense of this. Uh, you start on Psalm 1 and you pray that Psalm. And then the next day you go to two, and then the three, then the four, then the five. And then you just keep going until you get to the very end of Psalm 150. And then once you hit the 150th day of praying the Psalms, you just start right back over at one, two, three, four, and you just go so forth and so on. So that's that's my personal approach. There's nothing wrong with what Whitney outlines here. Uh, this approach might work for you. It actually, in the back of the book, there is a chart for how to do that as part of the appendix and uh, might make it easier for you just by following that chart. You can make a copy, you write it down in your Bible to help you do that. But for the rest of this episode, I want us to think about a couple more things in chapter 5. Uh, on page 52, he quotes an Australian theologian, Goldsworthy, and this is what he says. As you pray, bottom of page 52, as you pray a psalm, think about the pathway from the psalm to you through the mediation of Christ. Now, this is very important. In our prayers, as we think through these psalms, and one that he's dealing with in particular here has the verse that says, may the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Now, the way in which we can enhance our praying and, and think through a meaningful praying with this is by thinking about how, as believers, we are secure in Christ. So when we pray these psalms, we are thinking of these psalms through the work of Jesus and what he has accomplished for us on the cross. So now this is giving a Christocentric approach to praying through the psalms. I love that. He gives that quote there by Goldsworthy. Let me say it again. As you pray a psalm, 
Think about the pathway from the psalm to you through the mediation of Christ. And then on page 54, he shares why the psalms are the best place to pray the Bible. And he gives three reasons of why praying the psalms in his mind is the best. And Whitney outlines these three ways. The first way is in the psalms, Every doctrine of the Bible is there. Now, it might not be the full doctrine as expressed maybe in Romans or other places in the New Testament, but you will find at least the uh, small portion of that doctrine throughout the Psalms. So as you're praying the Psalms, here's what you're doing. You are praying also right doctrine. Uh, He says this, um, that the Psalms are like a little Bible. Every doctrine in the Bible is there, either in the bud or in the flower, but they are all there. So in praying the Psalms, you're learning about doctrine and you're praying orthodoxy back to God. What a great benefit of praying the Psalms. Now, the second reason he advocates for praying the Psalms is because in the Psalms, and I love this phrase he uses on page 54 in that first sentence of the first full paragraph, second full paragraph. He says, another reason the Psalms adapt so easily to prayer is that God has inspired a Psalm for every sigh of the souls. You can find in the breadth of the 150 Psalms, the entire range of human emotions. You know, as human beings, we certainly go through different seasons of life. We go through valleys of shadows of death. We go through times of peaceful still waters. We also go through times of calmness in the midst of fear as he's prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And as we think about these different seasons in our life, It's great to know that God has revealed to us in his words, particularly in the Psalms, that we can praise him even in every season of life. So no matter what season you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter if it's a high mountaintop experience and you're in the best time of your life right now, or you're in the darkest of valleys with a storm raging all around, you don't know how you're going to survive. The Psalms speak to that situation. And they teach us what we can pray and how we can praise God. Listen to what he says here. I love this. You will never go through anything in life in which you cannot find the root emotions reflected in the Psalms. Exhilaration, frustration, discouragement, guilt, forgiveness, joy, gratitude, dealing with enemies, contentment, discontentment, you name it. They are all found in the book of Psalms. And then he quotes Athanasius who spoke of the Psalms in this way. Whatever your particular need or trouble from this same book, the Psalms he's talking about, you can select a form of words to fit it. That's why, Whitney says, if you will look briefly at the Psalms, at least one of them, 
almost always puts into words the burden of your heart at that time. What a benefit and a reason for praying the Psalms, that the Psalms address every emotion we could be going through. And then the third benefit that he gives here, third reason why uh, praying the Psalms is so good is because in praying the Psalms, he says on the bottom of page 54, second to last paragraph, but the main reason why the Psalms work so well in prayer is that the very purpose God put them in his word to us is for us to put them in our words to him. Isn't that neat? That God gave us the Psalms in order for us to give the Psalms back to him. That's their purpose. So when you pray the Psalms, you are praying back to God something you know God will be pleased with. This is just another way that you could make sure you're living a text-driven life. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Text Driven Podcast. For more information about uh, this ministry and the ministries of Fellowship Church, you can visit our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co. Until next time, I hope that you will continue to live a text-driven life. God bless. Thanks for listening.